Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. Today, my guest is Jamie Foxx. She is a TV host, podcast host, and takes a lot of pride in her health and wellness. You can find Jamie at J-A-Y-M-E-F-O-X-X on Instagram. Jamie Fox, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm excited. We have lots to talk about. You're the female face of On It. Correct. You work out uh-huh. and you're gluten-free. Yes, and now meat-free. <laughs> now meat-free? Mm-hmm. Is that a, new? A year and a half. A year and a half yeah. meat-free. I don't eat things with legs and eggs, so that's kind of like my motto. <laughs> legs and eggs. I don't eat things with legs and Would I don't eat eggs. Would you eat a eggs. sea slug? No, because I like snails. Would you eat a mollusk? Any kind of... Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll eat scallops, and sometimes I'll have salmon or tuna, like if my protein options are really limited, but I try to make sure that I don't eat or kill any living creatures. I feel like I've read an argument that scallops, there is something to be said that they're almost like a fruit, like... uh, yeah. It's like a vegan should be able to eat them. Listen, I could be on real dangerous territory talking about this, but yeah. you're not a vegan, but you don't eat things with... But isn't it possible that that's just some kind of like a meat fruit that grows in a shell? Well, it's not a, It's not considered a meat because it's just a muscle. It's like a living organism. But okay. people who are vegan consider that still like a living thing. Yeah. So, but a vegetable is not a living thing? I mean, that's why I've never said I'm vegan because I do still eat dairy. Like, I'm, if I have a gluten-free chocolate chip cookie and there's milk in it, I'm not going to be like, uh, no, I'm vegan. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to have it because I have a gluten allergy and it's hard for me to eat those things. So for me, and I don't want to build up a lactose allergy because if you cut dairy out or anything, the older you get your body, 
pre- like prevents it from being digested. So I I don't know. Scallops, I think, are so nutrient dense. They're so good. And uh, I really like scallops, to be honest. I do and too. There's no They're heartbeat, delicious. no eyeballs. So I don't feel I don't feel anything when I eat them, yeah. except I feel good. Right. Like I can feel my body likes the protein and the nutrients in it. Does the same I, – I, and listen, this is me from a place of complete ignorance having read something sure. that I didn't read with uh, a lot of dedication apparently as you can tell. <laughs> but does the same go for mussels and clams and oysters? Correct. Those are all in the same group. Yeah, it's all just a living organism. So you wouldn't call it a mammal or an animal. Or it's not a fish. It's not a fish. It's not a reptile. It's just a living organism. So it kind of – the C is his heartbeat is what they say. Right. But it's a muscle. So, um, like I said, there's no eyeballs and no heartbeat. Yeah. So, so then it's safe. Did you make this decision to be meat-free uh, for ethical reasons or health reasons? or For health first. Now it's like, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who are vegan and I have a lot of friends who are pretty dedicated in like a meat-free lifestyle. And I have Hashimoto's, so that's why I'm gluten-free. And that's why I stopped eating eggs. And so um, a few cl- like close friends of mine who are vegan were like, we'll go gluten-free if you give up meat and see how you feel. Because I'm from Texas and I eat meat every meal, like chicken sausage for breakfast, steak, chicken. Like I'd eat the whole Noah's Ark. You know, I didn't even care. I was like, whatever. So I was like, fine, I'll just try it. And within like a month, like my thyroid got smaller, my energy level changed, my sleeping patterns were different, my hair, my skin, my nails, my whole body changed. But like for a positive, and I was like, wow, like I I don't need to take a life to save my life. That's right. kind of how I looked at it. So it was like, wow. And the energy that you're absorbing when you eat the meat, the animal is scared and frightened if it's not like a free range. And still like you're taking a, some an animal's life that's not ready to naturally die. There's something I feel like karmically with that. And then the hormones and chemicals and what, you know, you are you are what you eat eats. So whatever that animal eats, you're also ingesting. So it's like all those things I started like paying attention to. And then it was like, who was the person one day that was like, you know what? It's okay to eat cows and pigs and chicken and turkeys, but not dogs and cats and rabbits. Like who made that choice? I would think that that's largely cultural. Yeah, but still it's like, you know, when you take a step back, you know, and then I started liking all these videos and pictures of the baby pigs. And so then my whole Instagram search feed was just like baby pigs playing with soccer balls and cows, you know, rolling around and like, you know, being doing smart things. And I'm like, oh, it's just, it's all the same now. And I just kind of was like turned off. And then when I saw a steak, it was like, oh, that's just an animal's muscle. Like it just, it didn't seem as naive and fun like before i'd be like oh, i'm eating meat now i look at it, i'm like where'd that come from before my plate what's it doing to my body so it kind of was first for health and then ethical reasons and then then i got emotional attachment to it to the animals just to the situation to the, right yeah and like i said like i don't need to take a life to save my life there's so many things that i've been able to replace like i mean at first it was hard for the first like two months i was like tired i'm like why am i so tired like oh my iron is low my b vitamins are low and my vitamin d so then when i started correcting those things and i just felt great yeah you know because there are certain things my body was used to getting if you feed your body mcdonald's every day your body's going to figure out how to function your body doesn't want mcdonald's every day but if you do that it's going to figure it out so for me i was feeding it meat every day take it out dramatically. My body's like, wait a minute. I need this. I need that. How am I supposed to function? So it was like we had to, had to work together. Yeah. Yeah. 
that uh, it's the the workarounds for these ethical problems too are kind of bizarre. I was in yeah. um, Bhutan, which is largely Buddhist country, okay, and we ate vegetarian every day. And then one day there was beef at dinner, and I was like, "Whoa!" How did you feel when you ate vegetarian though? I was hungry. Yeah. I was constantly hungry. Yeah. But when we got to beef, I was like, I thought you guys couldn't kill cows. Like, what's happening? And he was, and the guy literally said, no, no, it's okay. We like scared it and it jumped off a cliff. <gasps> literally, the cow jumped off a cliff. And so then they were like, well, <laughs> it's dead. So now we can eat it. But we didn't kill it. I get that. I mean, I mean, that's understandable. You know, like, I don't know. Did that seem weird to you? Honestly, that like trying to wrap my head around the yeah. ethics there w- was was tough. I, I ate all the beef that night. You I, felt good. I felt great. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing too. It's like okay, so you scare this animal into death. You didn't like find it dead and then go, okay, we can eat this. This is like a sacrifice from the gods or I whatever. Think there was a little more intention behind. Yeah. Like I think they knew if we scare it in the right way, it's going to go over that cliff and die. But see, that's kind of goes back to what I was saying. There's fear and energy getting put into that animal when it dies. So you're consuming that. Hard to not kill something without that energy. It's true. It's true, you yeah. know. So I don't know. I just kind of started thinking about things. Like taking the rose-colored glasses off has, has been the biggest I guess, enlightened journey I've taken, you know? Yeah. Because the older you get, the more you really pay attention. When you're younger, you know, it's like when I talk, I have a friend who's a nine-year-old, and they're like, oh, do you still not eat animals? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to, like, scare them and be like, oh, that pig is your burger. And then they're like, holy crap. But, you know, I'll ask questions like, what's a hamburger? And they're like, a cow. I'm like, a cow's an animal. And they're like, huh. I'm like, I just don't eat cows. And so then they're like, but it's just crazy to watch a nine-year-old and then me, someone who's older, kind of compute it in a different way. Total, No, 100%. When my two youngest kids were like three and five, yeah, I was at a supermarket and we were buying meat. And I realized like they don't have – they have no idea that this doesn't come in a package other than cellophane and styrofoam. Right. And I took them. There's – I don't know if it still exists. There was one – a uh, butcher that processes game meat in Los Angeles County. Like deer and... Yeah. yeah. And and so I knew they had whole animals. You know, even if Oof. you go to a butcher, sometimes they've just got quarters or halves of animals and there's no... There's nothing on it that looks really like an animal. All the head and everything. Yeah. But because they process game meat, they have whole animals. And we went and my <sighs> kids got to see like a whole animal go from what it looks like to in a package. And I was like, I want you to know that all the stuff we buy that's meat starts out like more like this and winds up like this. And I I, I just wanted them to have that knowledge. And visual too. I wasn't trying to dissuade them from meat. I eat meat. And at the end of it, they were fine. They were like, okay. I think it's it's kind of like having the birds and bees talk, you know, like you have to give that visual where you're like, oh, that's what happens. Okay. Yeah. You know, because then they just think it's like some storybook. They're like, oh, I know what a cow looks like and a pig looks like from the Panda Zoo and and my childhood books. You know, they don't really think about like the in in the middle stage where they get murdered and chopped up and processed and packaged. You know, it's like a whole thing. Yeah. It is. It's a lot. It's a lot. I think kids should know that. Yeah. You know, especially like city kids who have no uh, 
connection to right. like what a farm is and where food comes from. Right. And know? like how it really works. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot to think about. It um, is. Hashimoto's is a legit mm -hmm. autoimmune disease. Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Yeah. 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 Because this is one of the things that I... I had to get over for myself because you I— You had it? No. Okay. No, no. I I, I was convinced that every human was gluten intolerant. I believe that. You do? I do. I believe that everyone has a certain sensitivity only because the way— because so gluten is the protein in wheat, and the way wheat is processed now, it's like GMO'd, and the soil it's in is dodgy. So I feel like now we can't really process it. So I think everyone slightly is like, oh, I feel bloated when I eat bread. I don't. Really? You mm, feel and, fine? And I cut bread out of my diet for 10 years. Yeah. And then Jeez. and then, because I was totally convinced of what you're saying. Yeah. And then I even did the, uh, uh, what's his name? Michael Pollan had this recipe. You get like heirloom wheat and make bread and it's and huh. you allow it to ferment and like the, so the gluten, gluten gets is killed developed, like all of this. Yeah. And I made that. And I ate that, and I felt fine. And I was like, "Oh well, it's just that we have too many ingredients." In the 1930s, our our legal ingredients for bread went from flour, water, salt to like Wonder Bread with three thirty ingredients, bleached right? and all yeah, this. And yeah, then yeah. they gotta add vitamins back. And I mm -hmm. just and I was like, "Well, we can't eat that, but we can eat this and this whole thing." Anyway, when I put bread back into my diet, mm -hmm. I felt better. Weird. Yeah. Do you eat like white bleached bread? I eat my favorite bread is something called Schmidt's 647 old timey bread and it has so many I know, ingredients. It's the yellow and red package. It looks like it's like a There's a few there's like there's like a whole wheat version. By the way, I don't think there's any whole wheat in it. Whole wheat, no. uh multigrain, Fre uh French is my favorite and okay. a white. There's a a ton of ingredients. Yeah. Like I don't even look. The ingredients are long. Yeah. It's got everything that what we're talking about is not supposed to have. I feel so good when I eat this bread. I have power. I feel vital. <laughs> Could it be the carbs, you think? I think that's a huge part Do you part eat a low-carb diet and then when you have the bread, your body's like... Bloo. No, I eat a medium-carb diet okay. right now. Hmm. Yeah, on a cut. I'm I wonder what cutting it is. weight, so... Could it be you mentally? Like, you think, like, this is going to make me feel good. I But I went into it the other way. I went into it apprehensive going like, I've read Grain Brain. I think we're oh, not right. meant to eat this stuff. Uh, right. I'm scared that the thing making me fat is carbohydrates. So when right. I started eating it, like the first three days, I gained nine pounds when I reintroduced carbohydrates to my to my diet. Jesus. And I was terrified yeah. that... And I was literally going like, how long do I let, do I gain 30 pounds? Right. But then on day four, I started to take weight off again. And, yeah. and then it all balanced out and I've gotten stronger, more energy in the gym. I, huh. the results of my weight loss is like much, I'm much happier with it. So right. I, I just, I think at the end of the day, like you have a diagnosed condition Correct. Like you have a legit thing, yeah. but I think like applying that to everybody and going, nobody can tolerate this. I have found that to be not true. Right. Just because I thought I, I thought nobody could tolerate it, and right. then I found out I can eat it in abundance. Yeah, I mean, yeah. People are always like, oh, people love to feel like they can cure me, and, and no matter what, my talk to someone, they're like, oh, you have a gluten allergy, you know what you should do. I'm like, here we go. They're yeah. like, you should. 
um, make your own wheat in your backyard and then be able to eat it. And I'm like, Ugh. they're like, order bread from Europe. I'm like, I don't care. Like, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to eat bread. Yeah. Some people are like, oh, you poor thing. And I'm like, I eat a sandwich. Either I have gluten-free bread and there's some really nutrient-dense like seed grain-free bread. delicious. Yeah. And I'm like, if I do crave something like that, cool, but I'm not really like a bready person. Like, when I go to Starbucks, I wouldn't go, I want a croissant and a Danish and a whatever. And now I look at it as like a blessing because now I'm not eating that garbage to begin with. If I go to someone's birthday party, I'm not going to eat the cake and the cupcakes and whatever. I just don't eat it. So it's saving me from eating that garbage to begin with. So. I just, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. No, totally. People are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I feel great though. Like, I eat better than you do and I feel better. So I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, gosh, for like 10 years ago. And uh, my doctor was like, oh, your T-Pags, which are your thyroid antibodies are attacking your thyroid. I had a, my, I still have like a goiter, like you can see it in my throat, but it's not as, I mean, it used to be like twice the size. Like if I sat like this, you'd be able to see it. And I just thought it was like a part of my throat. I'm like, I never even don't notice that. And then they were like, we're going to put you on steroids and thyroid medicine and this and that and this. And they were, I was like, holy shit. They're like, we're going to test you for cancer. And I was like, whoa. Like, it just spiraled my whole world. I'm like, wait a minute. I went from being healthy to all of a sudden having all these issues. So then for two months, I took the thyroid medicine and the steroids and all this stuff. And then it spiraled me from having a low thyroid to a high thyroid. And they put me on a different thyroid medicine to bring me back down. My body was so out of whack. And I was like, fuck this. Like, I don't like medicine to begin with. Like, if I get a headache, I don't ever take Tylenol. I just think, okay, my body's alarm system is going off. I need water or sodium or something. I just try to fix the problem instead of band-aiding it. Sure. And so with this, I'm like, I'm band-aiding a problem with medicine. The system, my system is still out of whack. Something's off. So... I did this crazy detox diet where I cut everything out of my system, no alcohol, no sugars, no no cheese, no fruit, no nothing, and ate for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, grilled chicken, uh, sautéed spinach, and uh, sweet potatoes. And I cooked it all myself for two and a half weeks. That's all I ate. And then reintroduced things into my diet, and every time I had wheat or had something that was like super starchy, my body, I would just immediately would feel tired and sluggish and bloated. And like whenever I do eat gluten, the fronts of my shins itch so badly that I'll like not even realize it and like break the skin and start bleeding. I'm like, oh God, like it's like these little things my body does that show me like this not happy. And so I went gluten-free for six months, like hardcore and went back to the doctor and they checked my levels. They're like, oh, the medicine's working. Like your body's normalized. And I was like, oh, by the way, I haven't taken the medicine in six months and I changed my diet. And immediately they were like, oh, well, you need back on the medicine. That's just your body can go in ebbs and flows. And it's not the diet. It's the medicine. You got to get back on the medicine. They were like, medicine, medicine, medicine. And I was like, no, no, no. Like this isn't. So I just never started taking the medicine again. And uh, changed my diet and I've been medicine free for almost 10 years. Wow. And yeah, my thyroid has shrunk. Um, my body is super reactive. Like if I do eat something that's not out of my normalcy, like if I do like eat a lot of carbs or do a lot of things, all gluten free, obviously I can see the difference in my body. Like, and I can lose weight quick and I have energy and it's just my whole, my whole body just reacted better. So I took out the toxins instead of putting more toxins in with the medicine. Yeah. I wanted to heal my system because my thyroid was out of whack and then my immune system was super high. Like the only positive thing to Hashimoto's is that I never get sick. But the downside is if I don't keep that into a controlled environment, then it just spirals, you know, like my immune system was trying to break down my thyroid. Right. So my 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 body was working against each other. 
So taking medicine didn't fix that. It just slowed down the process. But this is a very, very American thing to do. I agree. Like with statins and yep. all these things. Yeah. It's like, no, you can continue doing everything you're doing and here's right. a medicine to like assist you. Yeah. But you don't actually get healthy. You, you don't just, get help. Right. Yeah. And the thing is like you take steroids and that's hard in your liver, but your thyroid and your liver work together because your thyroid gives your liver T4 and it transforms into T3 and sends it back to your thyroid. So if you're stressing out your liver, it's not going to work well with your thyroid and your adrenal glands get depleted. Like it's just, it's a domino effect. So it just didn't make sense. I was like, none of this makes sense to me. Yeah. So, yeah. And then when I stopped eating meat, it made my thyroid smaller and more energy. And I think maybe because I was consuming less hormones from the animals, which hormones is what your thyroid produces. So I just think it was like this like handshake agreement that I just kind of separated and my body was like, oh, we don't need this. Yeah. It's weird. That's wild. That's awesome. Yeah. And I felt lighter when I worked out. Like when I would go hiking, I had more energy, I had more stamina when I stopped eating meat. And I don't know if it's because it was like hard to digest. My body is digesting this meat. Because I would eat like two chicken apple sausages before I would go hiking or some kind of protein, like nutrient-dense thing. And then I would just be like, oh, I'm so tired. Then I took the meat out and I was like, I can go run a marathon. Like I just felt so energized. It was yeah. so strange. Do you worry about your protein now? Like how? what do you think about protein? Oh, every day. Yeah. Every day. Um, I have protein bars in my purse. I carry nuts with me. I always try to make sure that I'm getting high enough protein. I take cinnamon um, capsules to stabilize my blood sugar so that I don't, you know, because if I don't have enough protein one day, I like kind of feel tired. Like I'm constantly on the forefront of that. And that's when Onnit came to me and they were like, hey, we're doing a plant-based protein. Would you be the face of it since you stopped eating meat? And I was like, hell yeah. And it actually tastes good. I don't like a lot of protein powders because I feel like, A, I'd rather get the nutrients from the actual thing, like the vegetable or whatever. But with the plant-based protein, it's sugar-free. They use like monk fruit and they do um, all these great proteins. It's soy-free, gluten-free. So I was hooked on that. And it's easy because I can just drink it and go. And I eat a lot of nutrient protein-dense vegetables like spinach, broccoli, mushrooms are so high in, in, in protein. And people just need to be aware. Like you just need to look at what you're eating. You know, and I was eating so much protein to begin with. I was having all this meat, which I was like, I need protein. I need 100 grams of protein a day. Then I was eating vegetables with that. So I'm getting all this protein, which is probably why my body was kind of stressed out too because you can only digest and process so much protein and then your body stores it as fat if you don't like burn it off. So I just think that people focus too much on protein sometimes and not enough like nutrients and vitamins. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. On the diet I'm on now, I it is definitely heavy emphasis on protein. And yeah. when I first started, I was not really accustomed to eating every couple hours. Yeah. And so I just go like, well, I got to get, I got a couple hours left and I got to, I owe 200 grams of protein. I'm going to sit down and just get through it with chicken breast. And I felt awful doing that yeah, but if too i much. if i space it out and yeah. i don't get more than like 45 50 grams in an hour i'm okay yeah how much protein do you eat in a day like gram wise 265 grams a day fuck that's <laughs> wild that's a lot yeah. i need like 80 to 100 and i'm good if i get more than 100 i can tell that like I'm, i feel tired yeah but if i don't get enough then i also feel tired it's like you have to find that healthy balance it's got there's a magical spot 60 christ how Our, many chicken breasts is that yeah like I was four? Ask that. well i don't ever eat it in just chicken <laughs> it's a lot of chicken breasts it's <laughs> yeah. a couple pounds of chicken mm-hmm. but i i do uh 
whey protein in the morning. I do casein protein at night before I go to bed. Uh, And I do chicken or I've found a very lean ground beef, which is like 96% protein and 4% fat is the leanest I've been able to find ground beef or fish. I eat cod a lot. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Rockfish too is pretty cheap. It's like what they make like fish tacos out of. And it's pretty high in protein too. It's yeah. easy to cook. It's cook easier to cook than salmon. Yeah, I don't. I try not to eat a lot of salmon because it's got a lot of fat in it too. Yeah, it was a good fat though. Yeah, but I, I don't want yeah. that much fat. It's a lot of fat, just dripping with omega threes. When you, I, I can taste the fat in salmon. Really, yeah. I like that. I do too. I yeah. like it too. That's much. why I liked bacon. Yeah. All right. Well, but this is the other thing about bread. <laughs> when I reintroduce carbs, yeah. bread, pasta, rice, potatoes, back into my diet, yeah. without fat, they're fucking boring. Yeah. It's not fun. That's I true. thought I'd be sitting there eating bowls of this stuff, and I get like a cup of rice with just plain rice with a little soy sauce or something, and it is not super exciting. No. But I feel great. But I, I, you know, it's funny you say that now. I think probably why you feel so good is because you're consuming so much protein. The carb is helping you break it down. Probably. Maybe that's why you feel so good. Yeah. I also don't eat grains. I've got to say that too. I don't eat corn. I mean, I don't eat uh, quinoa, rice, none of that. Oats. No oats. Barley. No, barley is wheat. Yeah. But oats are really hard to digest in general. Like, I guess oat milk is easy because it's already been processed for you. But like oatmeal, when I see someone eat oatmeal, I'm like, ugh. But it's just so hard for your body to break down rice too and quinoa. You can see it in your bowel movements. So you can tell that it's hard for your body to break down. I want to say I have not seen a kernel of rice in my bowel movements. Maybe you chew it well. You should inspect closer. I don't know that that's true either. Yeah, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some research on this. That's one thing. My my homeopathic doctor. I started going to one after the Yahoo was like taking medicine for us your life. I'm like fuck that. So then I mentioned like a homeopathic nutritionist, and they were like, look, every time you eat something, just when you go to the bathroom, look, look and see. Like for some reason, no matter how well I chew cashews, I can always see cashews. So I'm like, my body just can't digest it. Right. My body can't break it down. I still eat them, but I just know my body's like, bye. Like, it means nothing to my system. Yeah. Um, corn, especially. Uh, and then every time I'd eat, like, a grain, I could just see it. And I'm like, oh, well, my body doesn't want it. So, and it's just high in carb. And it's, you know, they say now, like, oh, the same chemical nutrients in gluten is also the same chemical makeup in brown rice now. Your body registered the same. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Like, I just, you just can't win. You is know? that true? Yeah. Wow. They say eating white rice is better for you now. Right. I mean, this this knows? this kind yeah. of stuff changes all the time. All the time. Like, yeah. I think what, what you've done is really awesome. It's hard. I look at, and sorry, Paige, Go you're ahead. about to get tossed right under the bus. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> My wife and her friends... <laughs> they will go like, I want to do a diet. What worked for her? Well, I'm going to do that. And mm-hmm. I think what what you're talking about is really specific to a an ailment that you had. And then yeah. I'll see like, and it bleeds into my older kids where it's like, we're searching for this thing and that worked for them. Right. So I'm going to do that. And it's like, well, she had Hashimoto's. Like she had a legit thing. Right. 
And so I don't know that that we necessarily apply that universally to like, well, that's just the way to do it. That's a good point. People will be like, oh, wow, like you look so skinny. Like I'm going to eat like you. And I'm like, but I'm not eating to be skinny. I'm eating to stay alive. Right. That's you know, a, like totally different. It, I'm eating to survive. I'm not eating for like people do like my homeopathic nutritionist was like, don't ever eat for reward. Like, don't be like, oh, I've lost five pounds. I'm going to have this cupcake. Because you, food is not a reward system. It's a survival tool. Yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, I never think about that. Like, like oh, I'm bored. I'm going to eat these chips because they taste good. That's fine. You're not, like, rewarding. You're splurging. You know, you're eating. You're, like, being naughty. You're like, oh, I'm going to eat some chips, you know. But if you're like, oh, I did so well today. I burned all these calories. I'm going to eat that donut. You're rewarding your body with food. So it's a trickery. Your body's going to absorb it differently because mentally you're preparing your body like, this is bad. I'm going to eat it. I don't care if it makes me fat. And I feel like people just look at food so differently. So when someone's like, I'm going to eat like you, I'm like, don't because it could make you feel sick. You know, like this works for me. Hashimoto's or not, my body, my my O positive blood type, the way my body reacts to things, it works person specific. Like, if you ate like me, you might feel like garbage. You might eat like my feel good. I know I would like, not feel good if I ate like you. I'm yeah. Not, it's just not. Yeah. And I've tried a bunch of different diets. Yeah. I haven't tried veganism yet, which I still have to do. I just, I always say I'm meat-free. Right. I, you know, I always say I don't eat things with legs. And people are like, well, salmon. I'm like, salmon has no legs. And they're like, oh, so I just don't eat things with legs. Um, and I don't eat eggs. Because I stopped eating eggs a long time ago because they were like, oh, well, what the chicken eats. If he has a high grain diet, then you eat the embryo, and then the embryo has those proteins, and you're ingesting. You are what you eat eats. So I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. So I cut out eggs for like four years ago. Do you eat eggs? Yeah. How do you feel about eggs? I mean, I I I, I actually don't eat a lot of eggs right mm-hmm. now. I eat egg whites if I'm going to eat anything, and then in a pinch, if I'm somewhere and I have to eat and I haven't brought my food with me, like mm-hmm. it's a disastrous emergency, I'll eat eggs. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm even lower fat than whole eggs. So I would really? do like four egg whites and one egg yolk or something yeah, like yeah. that. Some For the cholesterol? Like that. Yeah, only because like my calories are set up in a way that I, I want more calories from protein and carbs than I do from fat. I have right. a minimum amount of fat I have to get. Everybody has and to. A, yeah, yeah, and a maximum. And I try not to go over it. So I don't eat eggs for that reason. But I'm yeah. not like – Opposed to eggs. Do you eat like uh, free range, cage free, all that stuff? He, 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 here's a here's an analogy that will maybe explain to some degree. I, my wife was like super into like all the water in our house has to be from a glass bottle. Oh, and I'm I like, like okay. And then I randomly saw the bill one month, and I was like, <laughs> "Are you <Whoops. laughs> smoking crack with spending this much water uh-huh. money on water right. when we have a tap where it's uh, almost free?" Ew, and you don't want tap. Well, water. I did. I went on protest at my house, and I was like, "I am only going to drink tap water just to like show you that your fancy bottled water is BS." Right. I got like a sore throat in a week. Uh-huh. L.A. tap water sucks. Yeah. I drink tap water in New York and find it to be fine. Yeah. L.A. tap water, like— It smells like bleach. There's something yeah. wrong, wrong with it. I yeah. legitimately got a sore throat and was like, okay, I can't do this. Let's right. get some kind of filtration system because right. I'm not down with this glass-bottled water nonsense. Yeah. I kind of feel the same— way about free range and this whole thing and i'm like at the end of the day can i posit some reality where it's optimal to have 
farms working in some symbiosis where the eggs are contributing to the nutrients, the shells and all of this and everything's working together. Yes. Do I find that to be like the best? Yes. Okay. But at the same time, those eggs are like 16 bucks a dozen. I know. And like, I don't feel like I I have some kind of like a moral struggle with that when a regular, like most of the human beings can't afford that. Right. And then here I am with my fancy eggs. And your glass bottle of water. (laughs) Yeah. Going to Erewhon and stores like this, they kind of turn my stomach a little bit. Because they kind of rape you in a way, you know, like they're like, oh, well. The consumer is going to buy this because they expect this from us and then we can charge an arm and a leg. And, you know, they probably buy the eggs from the farmer for like five bucks and they sell them for 16. So that profit that they make isn't going back to the farmer. It's going in their pocket. It's mm-hmm. something yeah. with it just makes me uncomfortable. So yeah. I, I don't like going to stores like that. Do you eat eggs? Yeah, I do. do? Okay. And for a while I was being very conscious to try to do the pasture raised, yeah. pasture finished, both with um, meat or yeah. with dairy um, because it seemed like, okay, that sounds right. That sounds smarter. Right. I know I don't feel good when I eat grains. So why would yeah. I eat, if I'm going to eat chicken, why would I eat a chicken that just ate grains? Like it Correct. all made a lot of sense. Right. Um, and, you know, kind of in a busy lifestyle and not paying too much attention to expenses and this and that, I'm just getting all pastured this, that, and the sure, next thing. Sure. And then with COVID, um, being home oh, for yeah. a few months and really paying attention to things and looking like, what yeah. do I buy? Where do I cook? What do I, you know. Why do I need it? Why yeah. do I need that? Yep. So I'm not saying that it's the it's not correct ultimately, right. but the point that it isn't readily available to everyone, correct. it's so much more expensive than even if you just want to say organic eggs, right? Right. It's kind of wild that that's the system we have. Like the less that we put into something, the more it costs, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's, I don't know, it's kind of wild. So, you know, now I'm kind of on the fence about having to do that. I think ultimately, is that the yeah. best? Sure, probably. I agree. Right. Yes, it's ideal. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not participating in that. Yeah. If I could know that every artichoke was raised with love Correct. and then its head was cut off and, and gingerly brought to my table <laughs> by somebody who cared for it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's yeah. fine. But that's not real life also. True. And I get confused too because I'm like, okay, it's cage free. And there's ones that are free range. So I'm like so if they're cage free, aren't they free range? If they're free range, we're, what's the difference? Uh-huh. I get so confused with that. They're and then they're again. Yeah. What's the difference between a cage and a pen? Is a pen just a larger cage? Right. Does that mean that they're cage free, but they're in pens? That Or if they're free range, that means they're just like roaming about? Like how, what? Like, and then they're like, it's organic. Well, how can a chicken be organic? Oh, because the feed you give it is organic? But it's still wheat. Like, it's just, it's so much. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, I, I do think there's something to say. Like, I think the the occurrence of yeah. autoimmunity, autoimmune disease in America are very high. Yeah. Like, a lot of people yeah. have autoimmune. So that's not to be discounted. Yeah. Like, if you have autoimmune, you should figure out what you have and how to deal with that. Correct. And you should deal with that. So nothing I'm saying discounts that. Correct. However... I've found that like with my goals and mm. my goal is only fat loss. That's it. Okay. My my goal is re- muscle retention and fat loss. Now, maybe I get a blood test back and my goal changes, but consistently for a few years, mm. my blood has been great and those are my goals. And as I, 
as I go about it, it's like I don't need to eat. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. eggs by chickens who were coddled like right. i don't need that that doesn't right. help me in my goal that's right. that becomes like a moral thing that i just choose not to care about right, right. now and an expense thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so for my wife and her friends i go like okay if that's the game you're playing and you right. want to know that like we have a friend page who was drinking water. Not only was it a glass bottled water, yeah. but the water is caught midair in the glass, right? Is I this can't. right? Something caught, like, that. like they go to the source and it's like shooting out of the mountain. And the person runs up with a bottle, catches it in the bottle and caps it. And like it's been no processing beyond that. And I'm like, Do you believe that? Do I believe it? I believe they're paying extra for that story. See, you have to be, I don't know. I feel like, too, my restrictions and everything is, already sounds so bougie. It's like, excuse me, is there soy sauce in that and the cross-contamination? And the, You know, <laughs> I, I, every time I go eat somewhere, I'm always in the mindset of, like, I'm putting them out. Like, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm apologizing for my allergy, which sounds dumb, but also, too, it's like, and I want people to... F- to understand that I will feel bad if I'm just like I have a I'm gluten free they're gonna be like this bitch mm-hmm. if I'm like look it's an allergy not a preference and can you ask the chef and like nine times out of ten they come back they're like oh it wasn't gluten free I'm sorry I told you that and I'm like thank God I had you ask because you know it just sounds so bougie but you know well but I, that's why I think you're really interesting because it's actually not bougie but I think yeah. there is that connotation it, that connotation exists in my mind because I know a bunch of people yeah. who are gluten free. 
just because they heard somebody went gluten-free and it's like, yeah. oh, well, I, I guess I need to do that too. Right. Or they see some celeb that's like, I haven't had this and this. And they're like, I want to be like you. Right. We want to consume constantly and have this like certain lifestyles and they feel like it's like an ego boost. They're like, oh, well, oh, I don't eat dairy anymore because Kim Kardashian said that. I'm like, I feel good about myself now. It's like for me, though, it's different. And I love to when I meet people and they're like, oh, my God, I have Hashimoto's too. And I'm like brother i'm like amazing and i'm like what are you like what's your diet like and they're like i eat whatever and i'm like it's like i feel like my, the cartoon character is like wow like my eyes bulge out of my head i'm like wait a minute what and they're like steroids yeah, i'm just lazy <laughs> right They'll, i've had people look me in the eye and be like i'm just lazy i eat soy sauce and wheat flour like fuck it we're all gonna die right and i'm like oh oh my god and i explain to them like oh i don't do those things and they're like wow I'm like, well, there's a will, there's a way. It just takes a little discipline, and it's just food. Yeah, it's, and it's just food. It's yeah. also what is important to you. Right. Like, to you, it sounds like to you, you yeah. want to feel good every day. You I want to have energy. You want to be healthy. Right. Yeah. And so that's important for you, and yeah. you've figured out what to eat, what not to eat, yeah. in order to live a healthy Control life where it. you feel good every day. Yeah. That person who's going, yeah, whatever, I eat this and that, they don't really— it, either they're not noticing it, they're not as in tune right. with their daily, yeah. you know, like— yeah. Or they just don't care. They don't care. And I think, too, they think, like, I'll just deal with it when it happens. You know, if you have a nail in your tire at some point, that tire will be flat. Mm -hmm. So, if you you know, it's like that's how I look at it. It's like after a while, your body's going to go, I'm tired. I can't fight this anymore. And there's going to be repercussions to that. So when I see that, it's just like, and I can't fight somebody else's battle. I'm still fighting my own every day, you know, making sure I'm eating safe and being healthy and everything. And so it's like when I hear that, I'm like, it blows my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. But I think I, I think to your point where you said like you, you eat McDonald's every day and your body's going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think people do like when I think back to being morbidly obese. Yeah, one of the biggest uh, daily things that I wanted to lessen was just constant discomfort, and I mean yeah. from like the way my clothes fit, and I mean actually like. The difference between standing up and sitting down, the amount of pressure that oh, would go right. on my waistband would double and I would have, you know, uh, rashes oh. and all of this, the way my feet felt, yeah. um, being uh, introverted about people hearing me breathe. So constantly holding oh. my breath when I was near people, like all of this stuff, sweating, yeah. never being physically comfortable was something that I wanted to be. And I've actually found that being accustomed to being uncomfortable works in my favor because now it's like, well, you got to go to the gym and make yourself uncomfortable. Right. Great. I know how to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You got to eat in a way that is going to seem for a while to be uncomfortable because you're going to be withholding food or like figuring shit out. and It's not going to be what you're accustomed to. Right. Great. Again, I know how to be uncomfortable, but like, it's on my terms. You right. know what I mean? It's You're not... in control of the uncomfortableness. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a good perspective. I also know that the way I was eating, I wasn't ever aware of, like, if I had a meal yeah. and it it would put me to sleep. Like, that was, that was the norm. Right. Right? And so now 
if I eat something and it has an effect, it's so much more present because yeah. most of the time, the only effect food is having on me is fuel. Energy. Yeah. I need energy. So I'm eating and that's all I'm getting. Energy, energy, energy. So if I eat something and it has any other effect than that, you know, it exactly. is right there. But that's great though, because it's your body's alarm system going, don't do this to me again. I don't want this. This doesn't work with us. Yeah, I yeah. Like, that's I like those feelings though. Me too. And as much as you're like, oh, you're like, oh, I ate that, made me feel bad. It's like, okay, that I don't want to eat this anymore, or I need to like avoid this, and that's smart. Yeah, your body is is heightened. Yeah, you know, which is good. You're sensitive to that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's good. I think you. Could, I think it is. It it, it does require kind of um, analytical thought and determination right. because. All, all of my habits growing up were bad habits. Right. And, and so I have to really rethink like what a normal meal is. Right. And I don't have the regulator that says, boom, you're done. Right. Like how a normal person can just eat and then stop eating. I'm like, you got food on your plate. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right. You're right, not right. finished yet. <laughs> right. You know, and you haven't asked for more bread. Like w- yeah. what's happening here? Right. Uh, and I'm the same way with alcohol too. Like my wife has a glass of wine yeah. and sips it. And then sets it down and like, and then like we're waiting to leave a restaurant and there's still a half a glass of wine and I have anxiety. I'm right. like, why don't you fucking drink that wine? Yeah, what are we yeah, doing? Yeah. And she's like, let's go. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. There's wine in your glass. Yeah. Drink it. You yeah. know. Because she has self-control. She has self-control and yeah. she also just doesn't care. Like it's, yeah. she's not looking to get blackout drunk every time she touches alcohol like I was, you know, and she yeah. like, she's not trying to like the mechanisms in her with food aren't, I need the, the click for me is when I've damaged myself. Right. You know, when, when my body says you cannot fit anymore in here right. and we've even made room for sweets and you filled that little yeah. section up and there's no more room and you need to actually lay down. Yeah. That's like my version of you've had enough food. Do you feel like it's like a little self-abusive? Probably. Like yeah. I can't get there uh, consciously, probably right. subconsciously, totally. Yeah. I'm sure it's all of that stuff, yeah. you know, and and there's all kinds of control issues. I, right. I'm sure I haven't figured that's beyond me. All I'm doing yeah. is like, how do I form? Baby steps. I, I need a new habit. What's my new habit? Okay. Yeah. This is a normal plate of food. How right. do I feel when I've eaten that? Right. I don't recognize anything telling me to stop eating other than I'm now out of food, but I've, right. I've limited how much the I portions. start with. Yeah. That's smart. So it's just like you said, the body will figure it out. Yeah. Your body's going to figure out eating on a better plan too. Correct. And then you're going to be more open to awareness of eating something and having a bad effect. Right. You know, in the same way. Well, because you're also not consuming so much at once. And you're still tapping into that control part of you where you're like, you have the amount of food and you're like, I know I can eat all this. Yeah. You're in control still. Yeah. So mentally you're like, cool, and your body's like, thank God we're not overeating. So it's a healthy balance. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Even with calories, though, I will say, like in the beginning of counting calories, I would kind of starve myself throughout the day and go like, I got 2,000 calories. I got 200 grams of protein. I'm going to fucking But that's reward. That's right what I'm now. saying. You're yeah. rewarding your body it with It was food. bad. And yeah. uh, I will also openly say like when you consume too much protein at once, the gas that comes mm-hmm. with it is not fun. And nobody and in your bloat. house like it. It's not and fun. The bl- Oof. Yeah. So spacing it out has, has proven to be yeah. the workable way to and do it. And you have to. Like it's, you know, your body can only consume and digest so much at once. Your stomach is only like this big. 
you know? And I love when people are like, oh, my stomach is full, and they grab their intestines. I'm like, no, your stomach is right here. Yeah. Like, your stomach hits it first. So yeah. my nutritionist was like, just eat slow, and then when your stomach is full, wait. And if you're still hungry, then eat, but don't scarf down food because then you're just expanding your stomach. So you're going to still feel full or still feel hungry because you're expanding your stomach. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so interesting. I've learned so much about the body with this whole process, which has like been a blessing and a curse because now I just overanalyze everything I eat. Like every time I eat something, I'm like, okay, what's my body getting from this? You know, like, is it garbage? Is it junk? Like, okay, if I'm going to have dairy, then I'm going to get a mucusy throat. Okay. And I get that. Like I always just think about everything I eat. So it's like kind of exhausting, but also kind of nice because I know exactly what I'm eating. Yeah. That makes sense. But that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people too, and they're like, oh, I'm so excited to go to this restaurant. Like food has never been fun for me late, you know, the past like decade. I mean, it's, it's fun, but it's not like, oh my God, I get to try this. It's like, okay, wait, I'm going to call the restaurant. I got to like get my footing in first. Like, is there cross-contamination? Is there this and this? this, this thing? I order pizza. Can I use a fresh cutter? Is it a gluten-free kitchen? Like, ah, you know, it's like, it's a stress. And then I enjoy the food. But, you know, restaurants are, I kind of go to the same places a lot because it's easy for me to go. I know what I'm getting. I know I'm not going to get sick. Yeah, food's interesting. Food is interesting. Uh, let me ask you this. Have you had Lucifer's gluten-free pizza? Yeah. Oh, it's That's so good. That's a really, <laughs> it's like. one of my favorites. I will take that over a normal pizza mm -hmm. most days. Yeah. In Los Angeles, yeah. there's not a lot of great pizza. That's true. And Lucifer's gluten-free pizza yeah, they, is damn good. And I love that. That's their motto. Mm -hmm. Damned good. Um, it's super thin. When I ate meat, I used to, I, and I don't, I don't promote pineapple on pizza, but they used to do this prosciutto and pineapple gluten-free I would eat the whole entire thing. Granted, it's not that big, right. but that was like my jam. Yeah. Now I just get vegetables, of course, but I love Lucifer's. And they have a dedicated um, station for gluten-free, and the, they put it on a whole—it's th like very safe to Yeah, there. it's legit. Yeah, and also Fresh Brothers. I really like Fresh Brothers because they have— them. Oh, yeah. Oh, they I have mean, I know, I know them. I don't yeah. know they're gluten-free. Mm -hmm. they, they have like gluten-free brownies and gluten-free, you know, like— vegan chicken fingers and they have this whole like vegan gluten-free and they do impossible meat so you can get a gluten-free pizza with diet cheese and impossible meat like and everything is super i've never gotten sick at fresh brothers oh that's awesome it's yeah there's a lot of options there you are know? so many options yeah. and uh i i i i fall back on veggie grill do you know veggie grill yeah. that's for vegans it's like fast food though it's it like is vegan fast food. but like well, yeah. the first time i had it i was like yeah. this is vegan this yeah. is like a chicken a, a fried chicken sandwich i'm eating right now on gluten-free bread and nothing about it seems phony yeah crossroads um my friend travis owns crossroads uh, have you guys been there is that the place where it's always like be humble or no that's cafe gratitude, cafe gratitude yeah. like the day word of the day is <laughs> strategy you're I, like <laughs> i don't know crossroads but i went to cafe gratitude and i was just like this is not my place <laughs> it's like everyone on crack yeah um, but Crossroads is an all vegan restaurant and it's cool. The inside set up like a cool, like 1950s fancy restaurant. And it's like a bougie vegan restaurant, but they do really cool things. Like they'll take eggplant and then make like a, a brisket out of it. Oh wow! And they do crab cakes that are made out of artichoke hearts and hearts of palm. And they'll do these oysters on like an artichoke leaf with like whatever. So everything's vegan. Most of it's gluten-free. But their food is really good. And on, they do a brunch and they do a chicken and waffles that's not gluten-free. I've never had it, but I have friends that have. And it's all vegan. And it looks just like a piece of chicken. I'm like, how is this possible? Yeah. It blows my mind. They the figured things. this stuff out. Yeah. I know. I know. It's, it's molecular gastronomy, but like 
to the to the nth degree. It's like they've they've gone wild with yeah. this stuff. You can eat anything grown in a vat, and it tastes delicious. Or they, you know, you can take peas and make a pea protein burger. You're like, yeah. oh great, yeah. You know, I always say like, no animals were harmed for my meal. You know, like I didn't have to take a life to save mine, kind of a thing. And it's so cool. It's like. And impossible meat tastes just like a burger to me. Granted, I haven't had one in like a year and a half. But when I cook it and eat it, I'm like, it satiates that craving I get. Yeah. You know, it's weird. It's so weird how your brain can be like tricked like that. I think there's something in meat called heme. Oh. Which is what your brain is looking for. Yeah. And they have figured out plant heme that they put Through in beets. It. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And when you press it, it bleeds and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like your, yeah. your brain kind of... On the animal instinct yeah. is like, I want a little bit of blood. Yeah, for sure. And the first time I had an Impossible Burger, I went. I think I went up to the the chef like three times. I'm like, okay, are you sure this isn't meat? Like, I will get sick. Like, I and he's like, no, it's Impossible. And I now I'm, I know what it tastes like. I can smell the meat Impossible. I know what it is. But at first, I was like, I was like, I was like, no, he's fucking with me. Like, right. he probably was like, this fucking dumb. You gonna give her real meat? I was like, please. Is but it was. It was Impossible meat. And it looked. And tasted just like meat, and it kind of freaked me out. Yeah. My body was like, I don't know about this. Right. It's a little too close. What yeah. is it exactly? Like, It's from beets. I don't know exactly how they did it, but like when you cook impossible meat and you grill it and you like smush it, like it bleeds. And you can wow. cook it rare and eat it like that. You can cut into it and it looks like it's medium rare. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And they make sausages now, like Beyond Meat makes sausages that are really good. And it's yeah. like, it's great. And they're high protein, you know, so... I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got like a, I never get sick, like I mentioned earlier. And when I stopped eating meat, like a month later, I got this like crazy flu. And I was like, oh man, like, did I catch the flu? I'm like, that's so weird. Like, I I never get the flu. I never get flu shots. Like, And it was just like this hardcore, like my whole body felt inside out. And my nutritionist was like, I don't think you had the flu. I think your body was detoxing for your entire decades of life, you've eaten meat. Yeah. And then you just stopped for a whole month. And she's like, your body was detoxing. I was like, I got like a fever and chills. And like, I was tired. It felt like my whole body just like shut down. I was like, that's so crazy. And so she was like, look, if you go to eat meat again, you're going to get that same thing because you're reintroducing the thing your body's detoxed. So you could, it, you could get like really sick. And everyone I know that started eating meat again was like, got super sick yeah so it's kind of like i don't know if i'll ever eat meat again to be honest unless a doctor is like yo it's screwing up your insides then i would obviously have to but until then i'm gonna stay meat free as long as possible yeah that, that makes sense i've talked to a couple of vegans about it because i do want to try it at some point yeah. um you just gotta make sure you you stay protein high because if not, you're gonna get super tired. Yeah. yeah, and and but I also think there's something to the length of time. Like yep. I don't think three days is it gonna give you an accurate gauge of yeah. Three months it, it takes for sure. a while to yeah. actually see how your body functions yeah. with yeah. it because you do have to like purge it of everything else that it's accustomed to. Yeah, and then you get cravings and you know you get tired. Like whenever you remove anything out of your diet, you know, like if you stopped eating chicken tomorrow your body would go through some sort of like, you know, what's it called when people like kick drugs and stuff? Withdrawal. Withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. You'd go through some withdrawal process. Delirium tremens from tri- from chicken. Oh, yeah. Tryptophan. Like that. That's, oh, that's turkey, the, right? Yeah. Tryptophan. Yeah. yeah. That amino yeah. acid. Yeah. Which my mom used to try to give me as a sleeping, as mm-hmm. a sedative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a sedative. Oh, <laughs> She's like, eat this turkey. Four man sedatives. Yeah. yeah. 
Do you have anything you want to add, Paige, from the gal's perspective? From the gal's perspective? I just want to say you reminded me uh, because, yes, I am guilty of being one of Ethan's wife's friends who has done trendy diets. But you reminded me that it is about how you feel and putting health first. Correct. Actually, anytime I've ever done that in the past, whether it was exercise or food or whatnot, when I made that more of the priority for myself, it was actually easier and it made all the little daily actions feel I don't know, just like a bigger purpose, I guess, than just yeah. I want to lose X amount of pounds, you know? Right. So I actually appreciate that. You reminded me of that today. Oh, like, yeah. pay attention to how you feel when you eat something. And yeah. ultimately, like, you know what you can and can't eat because of your health. Right. So, yeah, not necessarily girl's perspective, but just I got that. Yeah, I, I think mostly for me, and I, I am open to people figuring out what's right for them to right. do. I, I just think, like, if you're if you're going to go carnivore, but because you're inspired by a celebrity who went carnivore, but you're vegan and you don't eat meat, I would just go like, maybe you rethink that. You know what I mean? Maybe carnivore isn't the way to go. Right. Right. But maybe it is also. I just think that so often we're sold as uh, something. For me, it was keto and and also gluten-free. I really believed that I couldn't eat that because I believed nobody could eat that. And it was just not true. For you. For me. Yeah. I could eat it. Exactly. And I was fine. Exactly. And uh, I definitely can overeat and I feel crappy when I do that. And I I know if I don't get enough fiber, I also feel crappy. No pun intended. Yeah. And that (laughs) crap will sit in you for a while and Uh make you feel real crappy. Yeah. Um, But like as long as I – as long as I eat the way I eat yeah. when I feel good, I, I feel great. Yeah. So I, I, I th- that's all I was saying. Yeah. You know, I think you gals are often trying to do something and then somebody will say, well, like, you know, bell peppers are bad. And so suddenly the skin of bell oh, peppers are yes. off the table. And I'm like, come no, on. No, 100%. Yeah. It, 100%. It's too much. Question from the booth. Narrowed here. Let's do it. Jamie, it seems like you are just like so in tune with your body mm-hmm. and you've really gotten this thing down. And I'm wondering like, do you ever have days where like if I'm ever like on a diet or if I'm like really watching what I eat, I'll have like a crazy crash day where I'm just like, forget this. I'm eating 10 bags of hot Cheetos and cupcakes. (laughs) So do you ever have a day where you're a little bit thrown off and not as in control? And if so, like, how do you kind of come back from that? Or do you have to reset? Or do you have any like tips for that? That's a good question. I also have a little bit of OCD. So like in a healthy way, you know, where I'm like, okay, like I gotta do this or do that. But I do let myself like have fun. Like if I'm hungover, the one thing I... That's like my advice are jalapeno cheddar Cheetos. <laughs> wow, that seems like it can't be. I never that had that. That doesn't seem like it can fit. It, it's not great. I don't. I know going into it, like I accept the challenge. I'm like, I'm gonna feel dodgy. I know it's not good for me. I don't eat things with MSG. There's MSG in it. Like I've already gone. Like I know what I'm doing. Right. I'm not like fuck it, whatever happens, happens. Like, I got my body's back. I'm like, yo, we're going to take one for the team today. But, like, that's, like, the one thing. And I can never, like, splurge on things like that. Like, I'll go to eat them, and then within, like, five minutes, I'm like, okay, worn out my welcome. Like, I, like, with you, and you're like, if it's in front of me, I'll eat all of it. For me, I have a lot of self-control. So when I do, if I, it's just, like, the way I feel. So as soon as I start to feel funny, I'll stop. Same with, like, alcohol, you know? Like, I can drink a bottle of wine one night, 
And the next week, I can have like one glass and be like, oh, I don't feel good. And I'll stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I just gauge on how I feel. But if I'm craving something, like one day I'll be like, oh my God, you know what baby cakes is? No. Yes. It's a gluten-free, vegan, agave-based bakery. And so if I'm craving something, like they have these little things called a princess brownie. And it's like a little like chocolate brownie with like chocolate chips inside and some vanilla frosting they made out of fucking vegan whatever. If I'm craving that, I'll go and get one. Like if I'm craving it, I'll let myself have it, you know, because there's something that I'm needing, I feel like. Like when I crave cheese, I'll eat it because I'm like maybe I'm my vitamin D is low or like I always try to think like what my body wants. So I do splurge on those kind of things, but I don't go overboard. Like I'm not going to eat like 10 bags of Cheetos or I don't ever have like a I don't I like I don't like to let myself feel like remorse. Like I don't want to eat something and be like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. Because you're taking the fun out of it. And your body is gonna feel that energy and go, okay, we should process this bad. You know? So it's like I'm just if I'm gonna splurge on something, I'm gonna eat it and be like, this is cool. Until I feel bad, I'll stop and just accept my decision. Cause like, like I said, if you put that in there and go, I shouldn't eat this. This is naughty. Your body, it's that energy, you know? Your body is like being scared off the cliff like the cow. It's that energy you're putting into your system. And you put that into the food every time you put it in your mouth. On that line, let me ask you this. Do you, how do you mitigate issues with travel? Like, do you find travel to be tough? That's got to be tough. Yeah. It's tough for me. It is. It's hard. You know, it's the one thing too, like now being meat free, because I do travel a lot. I mean, not during the Rona, but... I would be in an airport at least like twice a month. And it's now it's like, okay, you're taking meat out of the diet and you're, I already was gluten-free, so it, it's hard. Like I know kind of where I can eat in airports and things. Most of them I just bring my own nuts and, and protein bars and things like that. Or like if I do have like a long travel, having to tell the airlines before about my meal, like, okay, it's gluten-free. Now it's meat-free, but I can have salmon as long as the salmon is gluten-free. And airlines don't give a shit. They're like, yeah, girl, whatever. Like nine times out of 10, people are like, oh, you had a gluten-free thing? I don't have it. And I'm like, whatever. Do I just have a bag of chips? Like kettle chips are like my go-to because they're always gluten-free. I can get fat, calories, sodium, eat a bag of those until I can find like some kind of thing to satiate my food. But I bring a lot of things. And the one thing I love... It sounds gross. Everyone I tell this to is like, ew, is I'll saute green beans in olive oil and sea salt and garlic, like a big bag. And I'll put them in the fridge, put them in my travel bag when I get on the airplane, and I'll eat them like chips. And it's great because it's good nutrients. There's water base to it. There's sodium in it. And I eat them, and I feel so good. Like, I will feel full. Yeah. And people are always like, are you eating green beans? I'm like, yeah, sorry. You know, <laughs> well, it's me. I don't need meat. But I used to even do that before I stopped eating meat because it was such a quick, easy snack Yeah. that was healthy. So I always overload my carry-on with, with protein bars and snacks and stuff. And I used to bring the Onnit protein powder in, like, a little container, and I would go to, like, a coffee bean or Starbucks at the airport and be like, just buy a glass of almond milk and then pour it in there and shake it up and drink it on the plane. So it's like there's certain ways that you can travel and be smart. I just don't ever want to be in a situation because, for me, my body, my metabolism is always high. So the second I feel hunger, I have a good 5-10 minute window to eat. After that, boom, my blood sugar drops. My hands are getting tingly. I'm in panic mode. And the more I panic, the more my blood sugar drops. So I don't I don't work well in those situations. So I have to have something around me constantly. It's really about thinking it out beforehand and Correct. bringing what you need with you. Being prepared. And for me, when I get in those stages, I have to have only protein. If I like have chocolate milk or something that to like 
bring my sugar back up, I crash even harder. Yeah. So I have to make sure that it's like low carb, high protein when I travel because I will just feel like garbage. Yeah. I almost always have a shaker bottle and some protein powder yeah. with me. And I Smart. will say almond milk I found to be a total game changer because you can get mm. a cup of almond milks. Like if it's sugar-free, it's like 35 calories, Yeah, which is nothing. The only thing I don't like about almond milk and coconut milk is that there's zero protein. Sometimes it's like less than 1%. The one thing I haven't been able to kick is organic soy milk. I know everyone is like, you have a thyroid problem. You shouldn't have soy. I'm like, I know, but four ounces of soy milk is almost 10 grams of protein. I didn't know. Yeah, and it's low calorie, low sugar, high in protein. So I'm like, every morning I have organic soy milk with my green tea in my green tea latte. I don't do coffee. So the one thing, and I've been drinking it for years, but soy milk, I love because if it's organic, but it's so high in vitamins and so high in protein. Like I said, four ounces is almost 10 grams of protein. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I will only rarely throw almond milk in a protein shake yeah. and then actually make it yeah. have some viscosity and, yeah. you know, some well, substance. But it, And it's got, and I'm already having protein powder, so I'm, yeah. I don't need the extra protein, but... Yeah. That is very rare yeah. that I even do that. I used to drink my green tea lattes with almond milk, and I would just crash so hard. I'm like, oh, why is it affecting my blood sugar so much? And then a friend of mine was like, oh, well, what's the protein in the almond milk? And I was like, oh, it's less than 1%. They were like, oh, then you're having all sugar and all caffeine and no yeah. protein to stabilize yeah. you. And I was like, duh. And then when I substituted it for soy milk, I always felt fine. Yeah. So I was like, dang, I don't know what else I can do to shake the almond milk. I need like another protein-based milk that's soy-free. Yeah. That's my I've new struggle. Pea, pea protein milk. Oh, yeah. Um, I, that's right. They just came out with that. Yeah. And then that milk, it's like M-A-L-K. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's like a catch-the-water-in-the-glass bottle right. kind of a milk. <laughs> it's like a walnut wa- milk. Yeah, yeah, it's like a walnut nut milk. And I swear to God, it's about six ounces for like 15 bucks. That's high protein, but also like I would go through that in two days. Yeah. Yeah, I got. I've got to say, and I'm, I apologize to anybody this offends, but I when I walk through a health food store, because when I was a kid, a health food store like everybody in the health food store was yeah. either a Sikh or they looked like they had cancer yep. and were on macrobiotic di- diets. Like yeah. that was what That's a health true. food store. Or they was were had armpit hair and didn't wear deodorant. Totally, yes. they were hippies. Yes. They were like yes. of a person, and now. Yeah. It's all so, like, Trendy. for wealthy people. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. how can we entertain wealthy people? Yeah. And it makes me nauseous. Yeah. I want to eat bacon-wrapped hot dogs in Echo Park and corn dipped in mayonnaise. And I want nothing Ooh. to do with milk. Right, and, right, right. And right, all right, of right. this <laughs> shit in Erewhon. I, I, I'm, the, the, so if yeah. you are a person listening to this and you, you're very fancy and you love your – Toasted nut milk latte. I apologize. Don't apologize. I will be in Echo Park Don't apologize because that is how you feel. Hot dogs. That's how <laughs> that is your prerogative. Yeah. Jamie, thank, thank you. Thank you guys for having thank me. Thank you. Thank you. Now I will answer some questions that we received at AmericanGlutton.net. This question comes from Joe. He asks, How do you get into a mindset of maintenance? Uh, on a two-week maintenance period, he basically went back to his old habits for a week and gained eleven pounds. Um Joe, I treat maintenance as just another portion of my diet. So maintenance for me is still very strict. My intention is to neither gain nor lose weight on maintenance. And now there can be a three pound cushion on either side of whatever number you're holding, you know, just 
we don't want to get too insanely extreme about this because depending on what we have to eat and how much fluid we drink and our bowel movements, that fluctuation is completely normal. A couple pounds either side of your of your weight. But um, so when I go into maintenance, it, it is not a mindless thing. Nothing about it is just being relaxed or casual. It is a very strictly laid out program that mirrors pretty much uh, a cut uh, that I've done, but it's just a slight increase in calories, um, specifically carbohydrates and fat, because I'm getting pretty much the same amount of protein on my cut as I am on my maintenance. You got to kind of think about maintenance or a diet break in a different way. And, and I'm, I've done that too, where I go like, oh, yay, maintenance. It's like pizza week, but that's not what it is. It's, it's literally a period of time where you are neither gaining nor losing weight. So if you're losing weight on maintenance, you're not doing maintenance. If you're gaining weight on maintenance, you're not doing maintenance. So at no point should it be about like, I think if you're going to fail on a diet, you should have just as much uh, potential to fail during the very strict part of the diet as you do on maintenance, which is really designed to give your body a break from losing weight. I also use it to kind of reset all the terrible habits that I created as a kid and all my bad relationships with food. I don't have that that voice that I think um, I think of uh, uh, people as being normal, and I think of myself as not being normal. And I think a normal person will sit down to dinner and eat, and then something within them says, "I'm not hungry anymore. I'm not going to eat anymore," and they just stop eating. And I don't really do that. I eat, or I I I can eat. Um, until I am comatose practically or until I am incapable of movement because uh, I've, I've added so much weight and so much uh, to my body having to digest that food that it, it's almost uh, sick. And so during maintenance, I'll really go like, this is the amount of food at this point. My body should be telling me I'm done. Um, now I have to tell myself I'm done, but I've actually eaten enough. I'm not, I'm not going to lose weight. I'm not going to gain weight. This is actually the exact amount of food I should be eating to maintain my weight and try to get into like seeing what it feels like when I finish that meal. How do I feel? And, and, and just to try to establish new habits um, with regard to eating. So I really do treat maintenance as a place to build habits and continue dieting. It really is a, a trying to educate myself on how I use food. That's that's how I think about maintenance. I hope that's helpful, Joe. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.